Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. And if you were paying attention, yesterday's episode was pre-recorded prior to the events of Tuesday night. This is being recorded after Tuesday night. So let's get down to it. This is episode 272. Let's talk about Tuesday. And before we go any further, remember, subscribe, share, like, comment. Do what you can. Get the word out. We are picking up steam and we need to let the other people know that we care about what's going on in McKinney. Contrary to what some would have us believe, we are still, still the majority. We're just too silent, too peaceful to make any difference while we're on it. All right, here we go. So, Monday night, the, uh, I'm sorry, Tuesday night, the school board met in McKinney, Texas, and they now start the meeting at six o'clock and the public comment is only until 630. So woe be you be late because you won't be speaking. And conveniently enough, they set aside those first 30 minutes. And once upon a time, you used to have three minutes to speak. But because there was so much interaction and so much concern about what was going on in the school district, there was a plethora of speakers. So they complained we took up too much time. So they reduced the amount of time we could speak to one minute. Well, tonight we only had 23 speakers. So by just quick mental math, we should have had at least a minute and a half to speak. Just saying. Now, why we continue to tolerate that, why anybody continues to accept that is a mystery But I'm not going to get arrested over 30 seconds extra to speak on. But we can address that. And it should be addressed. And if they're concerned about their meetings running too long, perhaps if they would do away with some of the pomp and circumstance that they do for all the little showboating uh, and uh, displays, we would have adequate time for proper public discourse. These folks work for us, not the other way around. Hmm. Okay. So I had my one minute to speak and I thank them for actually getting the right signs or the right design of the signs posted at the entrance of the stadium entrance where we come in for the public use room. Uh, they are white background with, it looks like a dark blue lettering, but it's contrast. So I I thank them for doing that. And then I asked them if they were going to drop this silly, um, attempt to silence somebody for not following a law that they themselves were not following. Now, unfortunately, about 45 seconds into speaking, my mouth went completely dry. No matter that I chugged a full bottle of Gatorade beforehand, I just couldn't put the words out. But suffice it to say, I thanked them for finally doing the right thing. And then I asked them to follow up and do away with this ridiculous thing they've done against my friend who was in the midst of a campaign. Now, uh, you you can blame him all you want, but if they're not going to properly display the signage, they can't expect that people are going to know and comply with a sign that they can't read. All right. So credit given, but follow up required. Okay. Number two, we've already talked about the time limits. Somebody, I've had more than one person mention this. Why is it you only get one minute? Pretty much every other school board still allows for at least two minutes. That's a good question. 
we have time for everything else, but the actual people that are paying for the school district, the people that are paying for the building that we're meeting in, the people that are paying for the guy that gets the $350,000 salary or whatever it is that sits up there when he works for the school board. He shouldn't be sitting up there with them, but hey, that's the way we do things in McKinney ISD. All right. Then we've got another case of the rules for the, not for we. So Amy Dankel, uh, the president of the board, uh, routinely lectures us on how we're supposed to show proper decorum and not call anybody out and, you know, be good little citizens. And actually, I don't have a big, huge problem with that, although she eats up three or four minutes going through this. But she also has, you know, half a dozen to a dozen police officers there all kitted up, you know, eh, that's not fair. They're not kitted up. They kitted up. So you got the helmet, the goggles, and you know, you're ready to break in with your M16s. They're not doing that, but they're, they're with full uniform body armor, you know, the bulletproof vest and whatever else. And I got to say every one of those officers that's there is always pleasant and always professional. Unfortunately, they follow directives from the school board, president as if she's their boss but that's another story for another day one of the speakers so they they had three speakers get up let's call them team blue they claim to be a non-partisan concerned about the children pack that's doing the bikini now it's run by a hardcore democrat activist so i find that very hard to believe not to mention there's a few other notable people on that same board who, to call them anywhere near moderate, would be <laughs> causing you to disassociate with reality. But be that as it may, they're putting on the good show. So one of their people got up and spoke and threw one of the board members under the bus by name multiple times and then tried to tar him by association with his attorney. For something his attorney had said. Okay. (laughs) So there was no reprimand, no interruption, no slap on the hand afterwards. Nothing like that. No, no, no. That was perfectly acceptable for Team Blue. One of the things that was interesting, though, is brought up the idea that the board member's attorney called out Glenn Beck by saying that, hey, Glenn is going to go to hell if he doesn't repent and leave his cult. Okay, now maybe that's a little crass. Maybe that's not something you do on social media. But I will tell you that the vast majority of Christians don't believe that Mormonism or the Church of Latter-day Saints is congruent with Christianity as we understand it. So we have a lot of concern for our brothers and sisters that belong to the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Now, are we going to call them out? Are we going to treat them bad? No, no, no. But. I mean, the fact that you wouldn't even tell your brother or your friend, hey, man, I got some concerns there. Your church kind of teaches some stuff that deviates from the Bible. Yeah, I know, I know. You think that Joseph Smith had a further revelation. Okay. But some of the stuff he says directly conflicts with this. And, you know, there's a lot of questions here. It just doesn't make any sense. That's a way you have a conversation, particularly with somebody that's your friend that subscribes to that belief. Probably don't call them out on social media, but it is an accurate statement from what appropriate Orthodox Christianity would teach. 
But no, none of us want to impose, and I, I'm going to switch back to the original, None, he, because he implied that we're going to start exercising people that don't line up with our faith, that we're looking for a theocracy within the school district. Now, I, I don't know what this guy consumed before he was in there, but he really didn't seem to be flowing well with a logic or reasonable thing, only massive accusation built upon other massive accusation, throw in a few straw men to go along for the uh, travels. It was just sad. Now, I understand there is probably a concern that if we get a few more school board members that actually take their Christianity seriously, they might want to institute some, I don't know, Christian morals in the school district. Yeah, maybe. But is that so bad? Is that so terrible? Did, was America so horrible before we rejected Christianity that it was worse than it is now? I don't know. I doubt it. So and then, so we got the first speaker that proceeded to tell us how they have a nonpartisan political action committee that's there for the children, followed up by the guy that basically blows up one of the school board members and then throws his attorney under the bus, and quite frankly was kind of nonsensical. Then he he was followed by a lady that talked out of both sides of her mouth, saying that she belongs to a church. I won't say which one. Uh, and that her, their church was very interested in what was going on. And they, they had a diversity and social group that started up and they were going to get involved. And they're very, very concerned about equity. Now, she didn't mention that it was a Presbyterian church. So my mind immediately assumes it must be a PCUSA church that would be embracing this kind of lunacy. But, hey, you know, if equity sells and it fills the coffers, so be it. But nobody thinks that's an appropriate solution that's, I don't know, attached to reality. If we're going to go down that road, then I would suggest we show up at her house take 35% of everything that's hers and go give it to somebody else because that would be equity. But she's not going to do that. Her church isn't going to do that. In fact, nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to willingly give up their stuff because of something their forefathers may or may not have done. But it gets better. And I don't know if it was the same lady or one of the ladies that was on Team Blue was wearing a shirt and on the back it said it had a Bible verse that talked about how God shows no partiality. You know what? You're absolutely right. God does not show partiality. And he wouldn't be good with equity either, because that would mean you're showing partiality to somebody else because you're detrimenting somebody else. Furthermore, the Bible is pretty explicit that we don't punish fathers for the sins of their children. Likewise, we don't punish the children for the sins of their fathers and their mothers. Yet, this is the very thing they're putting forth when they're talking about equity, when they're talking about reparations, when they're talking about all this other social justice mumbo jumbo that they're not, of course, selling to our children and programming them with because that doesn't happen. And, oh yes, not to be passed up, the uh, only elected official that bothered to show up to the school board tonight was none other than my favorite elected official. And I will say, if you were to take and listen to what he said and know nothing about the person delivering it, know nothing about the backdrop of what's been going on, everything he said sounded great. 
everything he said was accurate back in 1983. And I will give him credit. That is a great stump speech. Yes, we put aside our personal feelings. We put aside politics because we're caring about the children. That we want to put them first. We want to do what's best for them. And we want to respect our teachers and respect our uh, school district and the board and whatever else. You're absolutely right. Until. Now let's go back to the first Democrat activist that spoke first pretending to be a nonpartisan political action committee. She basically said the only reason these parents are there is because they're emotionally worked up about things that aren't happening, about false claims. So the false claims were that they're teaching CRT. The false claims are is there's pornography in schools. The false claim is they're, you know, grooming children. Okay, well, let's pick those apart for just a minute. CRT is a praxis. What a praxis is is something that you teach by example and application rather than actual mm, textbook. There, there is no lesson plan labeled CRT. No, it's the way things are done. It's, it's imbu- imbued into the doctrine of what's being taught, into the textbooks, into everything that they're doing. It's also called social emotional learning. Yes, we're going to just keep changing the name to confuse those general public that has no idea what goes on in the education establishment. Okay, so we know that she was lying there. Now let's talk about the pornography. All right, so I'll be frank in the sense that I think everybody has a different opinion of what makes porn. Uh, Everybody generally has a line somewhere that that's pornographic and that's just kind of titillating or that's maybe mm, dancing on the line, but not full on porn. Okay, well, some of these uh, t- books that are being made available to young children go way beyond the line for the vast majority of the people. Now, the people that believe there's nothing there, or there's nothing problematic or no issue at all. I'm going to just guess that they haven't read it or they're not interested in reading it, or they're actually very permissive and are quite glad to have that perverted stuff given to young children, which would then lead to the next comment. There's no groomers or there's no grooming going on. Well, when you teach children that it's okay if you're, you don't know if you're Johnny or Mary, or if you're a Mary, you might be a Johnny. And if you're confused or sad, don't tell your parents, go find somebody special that can help you within the school district or go find that coach that'll love you like your parent ought to. That kind of stuff goes on. Now, we can pretend that it's not common. We can sugarcoat it and say that it's maybe the exception to the rule rather than the rule. And I I don't know. I'm not there. I don't deal with this stuff on a day-by-day basis. But let's be honest. Absolutely none of that should be tolerated. We wouldn't approve of, oh, I don't know, an older man abusing a child, no matter their sex, under what age? Is it 12? Is it 5? Is it 16? I think we all agree that if some middle-aged man touches a young lady, he probably ought to have a consequence short of death, but more than a slap on the hand. There are some of us that would probably be okay with death, but let's not go there. The idea is you cannot tolerate certain things 
in a society, in a polite society. We say we pay taxes so that we can have a civil society. Well, tell me, how is it we have a civil society when we're protecting predators? I don't know. I, I, I fail to see how that goes. Now, Team Blue seems to think that none of this is real or it's exaggerated or it's just being blown up out of proportion, which in my mind is the same thing as being exaggerated. But then enters the only elected official to show up for Team Blue and he gives his little speech with full of platitudes and we're all supposed to come together and be, well, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. And you know what? Unfortunately for most school districts, the vast majority of the parents that pay for the stuff are going to work and are taking care of their families and they haven't been fully vested on what's going on in the school district. They've trusted those people to do the right thing. And that was fine when the people that were there were trustworthy. But what happens when you have untrustworthy people that get in there? What happens when you have an entire community that finds that it's more important to protect the bureaucracy, to protect the school district itself from any kind of embarrassment than actually protecting the children that they're supposed to be serving? Now, all this would be one thing. The follow-up that I offered when I spoke was pagans are going to be pagans and we don't judge them by the same standard that we would judge somebody that claims Christ is their king. I then asked or stated that it was my understanding that at least five of you see Christ as your king. Well, then my question is, is why aren't you acting like it? Why do you have such a blatant disregard for the people that you work for? Meaning the other people in the room. Why do you have such a blatant disregard for preparing the young children, but protecting the young children in your care. That should be your first responsibility. But apparently it is not. I meant to basically tell them they need to repent, right? Go meet with your pastor and make sense of this because you guys are not following suit here. I don't know what your motivation is. I don't know what kind of denial you're in, but what you're doing is not congruent with basic Christian teaching. Now, going back to what the man in blue said about, I don't get to determine what basic Christian teaching is. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I went to a university or I'm sorry, a universalist Unitarian church, you're right. They don't believe that anything is anything that they're all inclusive and they, they don't really believe there's a right or a wrong. In fact, I'm not sure how they get to claim that they're any kind of Christian church at all because they're not. They don't say Christ is king. They don't bow before him. They don't acknowledge him as the creator of the universe. Some of them might teach that he died for all no matter what, but that's not what he taught. That's not what the Bible says, but hey, it's okay. They can do whatever they want. We live in a pluralistic society. And you know what? The dirty little secret is those of us who are devout Christians are really okay with that. We're very secure that we have the way, the truth, and the life. And we're happy to share it with you. And sometimes we may even occasionally beat you over the head with it if the circumstances are right. But it's because we like you, because we love you, because we're concerned about your eternal life. Now, you can choose to reject it. We're not going to force you. Now, you know, maybe back in the days of Charlemagne, that was something that was okay. I would suspect that it had more to do with the fact that he was pushing against the Islamic hordes. But be that as it may, there's really not been, with the exception of maybe the whole Salem witch trial thing, which is, again, talk about things being blown out of proportion and exaggerated, but 
there's really never been any example of that in the United States that I am directly aware of. If somebody finds something differently from an Orthodox Christian church, I'll listen to you all day long. But to my knowledge, that's not been the case. So, again, we have rules for thee, not for we. We're going to enforce the rules on certain people, but not others. Uh, and, oh, by the way, I happen to see a post shared by an attorney who is suing the president of the school district. And guess what? She's cl- claiming that she has qualified immunity and there should be a summary judgment and she doesn't have to face any qu- consequences for her bad behavior. Funny how that works, isn't it? Funny. Now, I got to give kudos where kudos are due. And it pains me to say this. But there is a leftist church that had multiple members present that showed up to speak in favor of whatever it is the school district's doing. They had an elected official show up that spoke in favor of protecting the city, or I'm sorry, the school board in the city, right? The McKinney ISD, protecting them from whatever it is they're doing. And chastised anybody questioning what they're doing, calling them a small, insignificant minority. So, all this to be said, they had their ducks in a row. Unfortunately for them, they were vastly outnumbered. Unfortunately for them, our people were heard. Now, I've taken the last five or six months off. I've had other things going on in life. And quite frankly, I can't be there all the time. I have other responsibilities and duties too, just like you do. However, my buddy Kyle was there and he generally records everything. And I think he's probably put out a little video tonight mm, talking about his vast disappointment at what's been going on at our school board. In fact, he might use some words that I happen to agree with. Tyrannical, abuse of power, right? And this is all well and good. And I look at it this way. I'm trying to be gracious. I'm trying to be working to the middle. Those people that are generally sitting out, those people that aren't really sure what side to take or who's telling the truth. And I'm, I'm trying to reach those people that haven't picked a side yet, that aren't really sure. So I'm trying to be measured on what I have to say. I'm trying to be fair as possible and objective in my report of what happened tonight. My buddy Kyle doesn't have to do that. He doesn't suffer any fools and he's happy to preach to the choir. So if you're more interested in what he has to say, you should go check him out on uh, Kyle KD Sims for Texas. I, on the other hand, at according to Callis, I'm happy to tell you what I think and what I see and what I hear because it's my show and that's what I do. And I'm going to give you my opinion and my understanding, but I'm also going to try and play it down the middle where it's justified. Sometimes, There's things that are just not justifiable. Some of you may be aware of the shenanigans up in Prosper. Now, if something like that were to happen in McKinney ISD, and I don't know, that wasn't dealt with in a more appropriate fashion, kind of like they're not dealing with in Prosper, I suspect there might be just a few more people there, and they might be just a tad more aggressive. Just suggesting that might be the case. Not suggesting that it's a good thing. I mean... After all, they do have between 6 and 12 uh, police officers present to protect from the mayhem that a terrible right-wing, anti-social, Christian nationalist haters might do, right? Or whatever terroristic 
nonsense they can dream up to call us. The vast majority of the people that spoke on both sides were direct, were concise, and were passionate. And with the exception of one person, nobody really attacked anybody. Nobody called anybody any names. No, nobody made it about an individual or a group, but they made it about this is the policy. This is something you're doing. This is something we need you to fix. Nobody called anybody out by name except for one individual. And even the elected official who dismissed most of us as a small, insignificant minority of people was pretty fairly well said. And my understanding is he was supposed to be recovering for some kind of surgery. And again, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I've had several friends and family members that have gone down by a variation of what he's dealing with. And man, I'm sorry, but you know, the guy stepped into the firing line tonight. Uh, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend it didn't happen, but I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm not going to go after him personally. That's, that's not cool. Get better, you know, do what you need to do. Take care of yourself. Uh, we'll beat you in another election or something. Just. All right, uh, that about wraps it up. So, I want you to have a couple of takeaways here. We have to be heard, we have to show up, we have to do the work, and we need to be polite, professional, and prepared. Prepared to do what needs to be done. And that is hold the line, hold the line, and push back. Sometimes when you push back, it gets interpreted the wrong way. You get called angry, mean, aggressive, whatever. So what? We're in a war. It's a cold war, a peaceful war as of yet. In other words, people aren't actually shooting at each other. But it is a war, and it's a war for the soul. It's a war for the culture. And I've talked about in the past how we have to have a culture worth fighting for. We have to have a culture that we're pushing forward. And we do. We need to be proud of it. We need to embrace it. We need to not let the other side define what it is that we are and what we stand for. We need to not be afraid to know what's right and what's wrong. We need to be willing and able to be called a few bad names. We need to be willing and able to put up with just a little more pressure. And my buddy Kyle says, Pay attention to what's going on around you and be vigilant. And he's right. (laughs) One of the Dakotas, a young man got run over by another guy because he was a Republican. I'm sorry, but it's just ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Never in my mind would I dream that somebody would do that to another person. Now, I can see if you're going to go face down the Antifa the real Antifa, not the posers that show up around here. The real Antifa wearing a Trump's still my president and a ball cap. You're asking to get your butt beat. Now, if you show up with 50 of your friends, now you're just asking for a turf war. So there's got to be somewhere in between that we can do this. But we should never be the first to strike. That just doesn't set a good example. It's not a good way to do things. But you also have to be willing to defend yourself, defend your family, your friends, and your property. And what I see 
is far too often that people are afraid to defend. And I think that's what it really boils down to is I ask the question, where are they at? Where are they? So in this episode, I'm going to just say they weren't there. The people that are supposed to be on our side didn't show up. They don't feel like it's worth their time. They don't see that we are worth their time. They don't find that defending your children and your grandchildren are worth their time. Now, unfortunately for us, we're going to go vote for all these schmoes because that's so much better than the other choice. But if they continue this in another 18 months, or actually it's less than that, in another year, we'll maybe have to remind them. You didn't want to fight the fight when it was there to be won. And you caused us to fight a fight that we can't possibly win. And we don't appreciate it. And you're not worthy of our efforts, our help, our time, and our money. That's what they need to be hearing. Not now. Now we got to suck it up and go support them because the alternative is just so much worse. But come November 10th, we start reminding them. You guys, just like the school board, work for us. And I don't care if it's the State Board of Education. I don't care if it's Cowling College. I don't care if it's the state reps, the state senator, the congressman. They work for us. They work for the conservative acolytes, acolytes, excuse me, that do all the work to get them elected. They work for the people that raise funds for them. They work for the people that do all their dirty work. They work for the people that defend them tirelessly. Not for the Democrats, not for the squishes, not for the people that really don't care about America. Now, oh yes, I'll be honest. A lot of those people that don't really care about America but want to line their pockets, oh, they're really good to give money. They'll they'll line the pockets of all the people running for office because they don't care if there's an R or D after their name as long as they're ready to be bought. And that's what we're dealing with. We have to fight against that. We have to be willing to do that. That may just explain what's going on with a good number of these school boards. What makes you think that these people aren't getting a little something, something on the side from, oh, I don't know, maybe some uh, business that performs gender modification or maybe the companies that make the textbooks or better yet, the publishing company that puts out the porn or maybe a place that still does abortions. Or at least refers them out of state so they can go get them legal-like. I don't know. But you got to follow the money. you got to look to see what's going on. And these are all fair questions. Now, you can't assume the worst. You have to do your research. But it's a fair question. Why are you protecting people that want to hurt children? What's in it for you? Hmm? Well, I'm going to wrap it up. I've hit my 30 minutes. This was episode 272 coming to you on a Thursday entitled Let's Talk About Tuesday. And until Friday, I will see you on the other side.